Hey, thanks for listening to the Grace Auburn Church Podcast. This week, Lead Pastor Matt Dean continues our summer series, and we take a look at Psalm 27. Well, good morning. We're continuing in our series called You Are, So I Will, and we're looking at the Psalms, which is the display of human experience and how people respond through a variety of trials with the faithfulness of God. You'll see as you read through the Psalms that there's a pattern of people saying, this is what I fear and this is what I feel, this is what I see and don't see, and yet, God, this is, this is who you are. And I want to equip and encourage us as a church family to be able to navigate our lives, all of our lives, and to be able to say, this is what's going on in my life, and yet, in faith, this is who you are, God, so I will walk faithfully with you today. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Psalm 27 this morning. That's where we're going to be. We're going to look through a lot of scripture today. I don't want you to keep your eyes on Psalm 27 as we navigate this together. But Psalm 27 is a single-minded confession of faith and of trust. And so it's, a, it's the thought of there's one thing I'm after, there's one thing I'm putting my hope in. So I'm going to read Psalm 27 to us today, and then we'll work through it in just a moment together. This is what David says. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. And though an army encamps against me, my heart shall not fear Though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, and I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, I do seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help. Cast me not off. Forsake me not. O God, of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord, he will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen up against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe, another translation says, had I not believed in Hebrew, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord In the land of the living, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Now, David has written this. Obviously, it appears to be some sort of crisis in his life where he's having to make the choice. There's things going on around me. There's opposition near me, across me, waging war against me. My family has forsaken me. Lord, please don't forsake me. I'm coming to you in trust and in faith. I'm going to wait for you, and I'm going to be strong in you. And as we see in the life of David, we see that he was a man after God's own heart. But we also know that David made some significant mistakes, just like you, just like me. 
And so we see in this heartbeat his desire to walk faithfully with God. I want to ask you this morning, when was the last time you were afraid? Not just like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, Uh, let me check the batteries for a moment. I think we're, I don't know what's happening there, but that was not planned, but that was awesome. (laughs) When was the last time I scared you? Six, Six seconds ago. When was the last time, that really is funny. Um, when was the last time you were afraid, honestly afraid? And think that through. I couldn't sleep last night. I was excited to be here this morning and I woke April up at 5.15. I was like, hey, you wanna have coffee? She's like, uh, sure. And we sat on our back porch and I asked her, I was like, when was the last time you were really, really afraid? I can think back over adulthood. There've been some moments where physically I feared for my life in a couple random scenarios working overseas. But otherwise, I'm not afraid that often for my personal well-being, but sometimes fear gets me when I think about people I love, whether it's a diagnosis or a circumstance or a what if, what if, what if. I think a lot of us face those moments, right, where we think about what if this happens or, or what if that happens or what if, and sometimes the what ifs of life can really capture our heart and our mind. I want you to know this morning you can take all your what ifs to God yet I will trust you. You can bring every single what if to God, all of your fears to God. And we'll see this morning, David, he didn't just have what ifs. Like he knew there was a giant across from him named Goliath who was ready to destroy him. So he had, what if he attacks me? Oh, he is attacking me. You know, what if wars rise up against me? Wars did rise up against him. Oh, what if my mother and father leave me? His mother and father did forsake him. And so David had the what if scenarios, but David also had, there's a guy named Goliath who's about to eat me, you know? And so we see in this tried and true servant of God, someone who can take the what ifs of life and also the, oh no, this is happening in my life and land going, God, I still will trust you. And I hope that's for you. I hope that's for me too this morning. But can we be honest as we think about this? Sometimes don't the what ifs or the oh no's get the best of us. And then in the what if or the oh no, we tend to, I tend to walk astray. And instead of walking to in faith, the one that can help me in my what if, oh no scenario, I tend to find myself gravitating towards other things. Is that you this morning? Is that you today? You're facing what ifs and oh no's, and instead of going, God, you are faithful, you've chosen to put your hope and trust in something else. It could be someone, it could be some asset, it could be some place or some peace of mind, but I just wanna ask you this morning, have you gone to God Almighty, the only one who is worthy and who has always been faithful to you, have you brought your what ifs and your oh no's to him? St. Augustine said, there's there's a three-part process of learning to trust and delight in the Lord. He said the first one is to retain it, to to read the truth of God and to grab it in your mind and begin thinking about it. And then that next one is to, to contemplate on it, which means thinking about the text, this word that God is teaching you. And then finally, the last one is to, to delight in this truth that he has taught you. And sometimes we're really good at going, okay, I'm gonna read and I'm gonna have my coffee and then I'm gonna move on with my day. And it's like, no, we're, we're missing, we're missing something. And if your what ifs and your oh no's are, are not resulting in God, I'm, I'm here with you, God, I'm, I'm trusting you, then you haven't quite gotten to the place in your relationship with God where his word is life, his word is power. 
His word brings about change in our lives. So I want us to think this morning, in light of what David is going through, of what it means for God to be our light and our salvation. This is verse one, Psalm 27, one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold. Another way you can say that, the Lord is the refuge of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Think about what your fears are right now and ask yourself honestly, should I, should I be afraid in light of God's faithfulness? Let's wrap our hearts and our minds around this idea that God is our light and our salvation. This is from Isaiah chapter 60. You don't have to turn there because we're gonna turn to about 192 passages this morning. So just hold in Psalm 27. I'll walk us through, okay? Psalm, or Isaiah 60 says this. The sun will no more be your light by day, nor will the brightness of the moon shine on you. For the Lord will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. The sun will never set again and your moon will wane no more. The Lord will be your everlasting light and your days of sorrow will end. If anyone's walking through grief this morning, here's a promise. Your days of sorrow will end. Micah chapter seven, verse eight says this. Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Anyone struggling with sin this morning? Anyone sitting in darkness this morning? And the enemy is saying, what kind of Christian are you? How could you do that thing? You said you'd never do again. I saw you, you did it again. Well, the very one that's tempted you is now the one that's harassing and condemning you. And you can say right back to the enemy, do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. That's so helpful when we repent of sin. It's so helpful to know when we've completely chosen poorly and while the enemy is over us going, how could you, how could you, how could you? But Jesus says, my grace still is sufficient for you. And though I sit in darkness, I will rise. Psalm 36, it says, for with you is the fountain of life and in your light do we see light. Think back to that moment when we were just singing that song, holy, holy, holy. In his light, do you not see light? In the greatness of his presence, do you not know a glimpse of his goodness? Psalm 84 says it this way, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. He is our sun and our shield. Psalm 118 says it this way. I was pushed back and about to fall. In other words, I was at the end, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. I shared last week from Psalm 23 that in Hebrew, the word rod and staff, they comfort me. That's a comprehensive defense against anyone who would attack. And the rod and staff that brings comfort from the shepherd to the sheep, it's comprehensive. It's not partial. It's all the way. You are defended in Jesus. He is the good shepherd. Moses, he sang this song in Exodus chapter 15. Moses says, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver, he is hurled into the sea. This is when the Egyptian army is coming after them. And he says, the Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God. 
and I will praise him, my father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Isn't that powerful? There was literally an army behind Moses and he was running for his life, leading the people of God for their lives. And the Lord was the one that showed up and caused their enemy to be no more. Isaiah chapter 12, it says this, I will praise you, Lord. Although you were angry with me, your anger is turned away and you have comforted me. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. With joy, you draw water from the wells of salvation. And that day you will say, give praise to the Lord and proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done and proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among you. He is our light and our salvation, which means this, if we just put, put ourselves back into this moment, what's it like to sit in darkness and not be saved? That should give you some compassion for people who even to this day sit in darkness and are not saved. This morning when we were rehearsing and getting ready for our service today, two ladies drove up in a car and they were asking for food. You could tell that their lives were not easy. If I could assume in humility, they probably have been in darkness and don't know the grace and mercy of God. And I had our two interns, Micah and Fuller. I said, hey guys, this is a great opportunity for you. Go bring her food, pray over her, and send her out with blessing, knowing that she had a positive interaction with a pastor and their church team this morning. There are people that sit in darkness all around us. There are people in your life that do not know the salvation of God, but he is our light and our salvation, and I hope that that brings some comfort to you. It says in verse two, this is what David is up against in Psalm 27, as he remembers the light and salvation of God. Look at this progression. Evil is assailing, an army is encamping around him, and war is rising against him. Remember, I talked about our what is versus oh no's. He's like, okay, Goliath was ready to assault him. There was an army literally encamping around him, and there was war rising up before him. And in that, David says, when evildoers assail me to eat at my flesh, I think those were Goliath's words, I'm, I'm gonna, this is not gonna go well for you, little boy. And then you remember the great story. If you don't know the story, he just takes a slingshot and buries it in his forehead and Goliath goes down and David says, though my adversaries want to do that, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army is encamping against me, my heart shall not fear. The war rises against me, yet I will be confident. Here's where David's confidence is. Look at verse four. He says, one thing I've asked of the Lord, one thing that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. This is one reason why corporate worship matters. If worship is our response to who God is and what he has done, this is one reason why we sing praise to God forever. One, it's just more beautiful than me alone in my car or you alone in the shower, but two, it reminds us of what our hearts were made for. It helps us see, no, Honestly, God, I really do want you. I may not have lived that way consistently, but when I think about it, it is true. It is you that I truly, truly long for. David says, one thing I've asked for, 
that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire, to meditate in his temple. And here's why David has confidence in the Lord. This is verse five. It says, for he will hide me. He will protect me in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And as David's confidence in him, this is what David receives and thus is able to offer from the Lord and to the Lord. He says, and now my head, verse six, now my head, because I've sought you, because I've said, this is the one thing I'm after, my head is lifted up. My head is lifted up and he says, it's lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer, I love this next line, in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I want you to think for a moment and you're gonna laugh, but when was the last time you offered a shout of joy to God? Monty, my man. Think about it though. Sometimes we're so timid in our response to God. And David among many things, he said, I'm going to go into this tent where I know your presence is. I'm going to shout. And, and I just wonder what, what broke free in his heart to cause a grown man and warrior to go, you know what? There's an army around me. There's some people that want to take me out. Time out. I'm going to go under this canvas and I'm going to lift up a shout of praise. Don't you? I wish I knew all that he was saying in there. But he nevertheless said, I'm gonna sing and make melody to the Lord. David, warrior, I'm gonna sing. I am gonna sing and I'm gonna make melody to the Lord. And here's David's request of God. It starts in verse seven. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. And Hebrew, that is a corporate, hey, you all, plural, seek my face. That's a plural, seek my face. But then David says, but my heart, individual, says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. It's a corporate invitation, seek my face. It's a personal response, I will seek your face. I'm gonna say to you, seek his face, but you're gonna have to say to him, you, O oh Lord, your face, I will seek. We cannot respond to God on behalf of one another. He says, seek my face. Oh, people. But David says, your face I do seek. He says, hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. Oh, you have been my help. Cast me not off. Forsake me not, O oh God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O oh Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out Violence. They're not only lying about him, but they're threatening him with violence. Does that remind you of anyone else who is being lied about and threatened with violence? Jesus. Jesus knew Psalm 27. There were murderous threats and lies and accusations all around him. It says this in Psalm 25, verses four through five. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope, my confidence is in you all day long. Here is, we get to the end of Psalm 27. Here is David's you are, so I will moment, so to speak. At the end of Psalm 27, he says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord and be strong. Let your heart take courage and wait for the Lord. 
You are trustworthy for me to wait. You are stronger than my enemies, so I will wait for you. In Hebrew, verse 13, another way you can think of it is, had I not believed, had I not believed that I would look upon the goodness of the Lord. There's there's two ways to look at this passage, and either way, one is encouraging, one is intriguing. Either way, both are necessary. What if you don't believe? What if you say, had I not believed, I might not be able to see the Lord in the land of the living. And the conclusion is, whether you believed or you're going, had I not believed, you land with wait for the Lord and be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. I want you to think this morning about your worst fear. Think about it. Whatever it may be, think about your worst fear. And I just want to say to you, you can trust God with it. You can. Think about your absolute worst fear. And at the end of the day, what other option do you have than to trust in him? Think about your worst hundred fears. And at the end of the day, if it all plays out and all becomes true, where will you be at the end of that? God All my hope is in you. If it's losing everyone I love, if it's losing life on earth, if it's losing whatever, 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 all my hope is in you. That's that's what David's saying. Wait for the Lord, be strong, take heart, wait for the Lord. And that's that encouragement for you. In January of 1956, a man by the name of Jim Elliott and four of his friends were killed on a beach in Ecuador. And they sang a song together called We Rest on Thee, our shield and defender. The next morning, they were brutally speared to death by the very unreached people group that they were going to meet. And so when we think about these men on a beach singing, we rest on thee, our shield and defender, literally the evening before they were murdered by the very people they were going to seek and save. Let me read you the words to that hymn. We rest on thee, our shield and our defender. We go not forth alone against the foe. Strong in thy strength, safe in thy keeping tender, we rest on thee, and in thy name we go. Strong in thy strength, safe in thy keeping tender, we rest on thee, and in thy name we go. Yes, in thy name, O captain of salvation, in thy dear name, all other names above. Jesus, our righteousness, our sure foundation, our prince of glory, our king of love. Jesus, our righteousness, our sure foundation, our prince of glory, our king of love. Here are these men on the beach singing this song. They say, we go in faith, our own great weakness feeling and needing more each day thy grace to know. Yet from our hearts, a song of triumph pealing, we rest on thee and in thy name we go. Yet from our hearts, a song of triumph pealing, we rest on thee and in thy name we go. We rest on thee, our shield and defender. Thine is the battle. Thine shall be the praise. When passing through the gates of pearly splendor, victors, we rest with thee through endless days. When passing through the gates of pearly splendor, victors, we rest with thee through endless days. The next morning, they died by spear. Murdered. And so you ask yourself the question, was he their shield and defender all day, every day? And when you go in his name and in his strength and you see 
the spear, we rest in thee for endless days. That should give courage to every missionary serving in a closed country today. And at a bare minimum, it should give you courage to love your neighbor. When we think about that, there's another guy named Alan Gardner. He was an English missionary and he was shipwrecked on a remote island off the coast of South America. We think South America, awesome. Not an easy place, apparently. And Alan, he was shipwrecked and he was en route to start a new mission on the continent of South America. They tried to stick it out. They were hoping someone would rescue them. No one came. And Alan among his team, they all starved to death in, a, in the journey to go and start this new missionary outpost. Several months later, when the rescuers finally found Alan and his team, they discovered his body with a journal underneath it. And the last thing that he wrote was Psalm 34:10. Even the young lions suffer want, but those that seek the Lord lack no good thing. And underneath, Alan had written, I am overwhelmed with a sense of the goodness of God. Isn't that awesome? God, would you give us the faith and trust to starve to death on a South American coastline and say, you've given me all that I need. I lack no good thing. Or if we see the spear coming, we rest in thee for endless days. For both of those men and those teams, they could say in faith, Jesus is better. He's better than anything I have. They could look at not only the what ifs, but the oh no's. What if we starve to death? We're starving to death. What if the Aka Indians come across that creek with spears and attack us? Oh no, here come the spears. Here we go. Do you know that the guy who murdered Jim Elliott came to faith in Jesus? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? The very murderer of the guy that says, we rest in thee for endless days, came to trust in a savior because people demonstrated this thought. They will know you're Christians by your love. So spear me, but Jesus loves you. That was David's heart. And so if I could re recap the you are, so I will, which I hope we can do every single week, it's this. God, you are my light. God, you are my salvation. God, you are what I want. God, your beauty is what I want to see. God, you will hide me. God, you will conceal me, even with spears. You will protect me, even through death. God, you will lift me if I starve to death on a South American coast. God, you are the God of my salvation, so I will seek your face, so I will trust you when evildoers assail me, so I will trust you when the enemy encamps around me, so I will trust you when the war rises against me, so I will be confident in you. God, you are strong and trustworthy, so I will wait for you. God, you are strong and trustworthy, so I will take courage in my heart. God, you are God, so I will wait for you. I want you to think about that this morning as we close out this time. Don't you know that Jesus was fearing the cross? Not because he didn't want to go, but because he was human like you and me. And it was in that garden, as he was praying parts of the Psalms, 
where he said, not my will, but your will. Let this cup pass from me, but not my will, your will. And our faith stands on the tradition of people going, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm fearing. This is who you are. So this is what I'm doing. And I want you to rest in that this morning. Would you pray with me? Thanks again for listening this week. You can find out more about Grace Auburn Church online at graceauburn.church. Thank you.